I am confident for you in what you can't even believe about you right now because we've never been through this before. So he's saying, borrow my confidence. Did you know you can do that? I don't know what your philosophies are on borrowing money. It's, it's fine. I don't care. We all think different things. So you're Dave Ramsey. You don't borrow, or you do, or whatever. I don't care. Rich dad, poor dad, Dave Ramsey. I'm not a money man. I'm a preacher, all right? So I'm not talking about borrowing money. I'm talking about a different currency called confidence. And what you believe about what you can be, and what you believe about what you have inside of you, and what you believe about what God called you to do, and what you believe about what you're going through. That's what I'm talking about. The currency of confidence. So when you're young, you start borrowing confidence from the wrong places. You borrow confidence from sexual attractiveness. Ooh, did you hear the decibel level sink down beneath the floor? It's like, oh my God, he's preaching like it's 2021. It's like people really run around to different sexual partners, partner after partner after partner after partner after partner. And rather than ever being in a real relationship, the good part, where you have to love somebody for who they are, not what they look like, you take this feeling of, oh, I have somebody. And you borrow the confidence of having somebody. But when you borrow confidence from the wrong places, the interest rate is ridiculous. That hit me right there. I'm talking about when you get in a relationship where you have to compromise your values. To get your needs met. Y'all, that's worse than the check cash in place. It's an interest rate. And let me tell you another thing. While I got you fired up about all the people that you kept going to because you wanted them to validate you, but they can't because they're not gone. They didn't make you. They don't know you like that. And they have their own insecurities. So leave them alone and get it from God. Hey. You keep trying to borrow confidence from people who have insufficient funds. They can't do it. They can't. They want to. They just can't. They're flesh and bone and blood and dirt and snot and spit and human and stuff like you. So that's why Paul wouldn't go into self-pity. Nobody helped me. Nobody prayed for me. He's like, no, I got a partner. I got a partner. I've got a partner. I've got a partner. I got a partner. I got a partner. I got a partner. Say it right now. I've got a partner. Wow. 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 God gave me some people that were with me at first. God gave me some people who have been where I've never been before. You know, when you go through something challenging, you can read a book. You are not the first one in history who went through that. You know how many times I borrowed Tom Lehman's knowledge, confidence, wisdom? Lisa, every 9.30 that y'all would be at, he would text me before the 11.30. I would be back there in the back 
trying to rewrite my message because I would think that was horrible, that's awful. He would text me, my pastor, preach it just like that again at 11:30. I'd be like, oh. That was good. How many times, Carrie? It's a little melody in a songwriting session, right? And it'd be like, and somebody goes, "Oh, that's good," and you're like, "It is." That's why you need partners. Are you always the needy one? Or can somebody else hold a little bit of your faith for a while? Are you always Epaphroditus, or can you be Paul sometimes too? I hope more than Elijah borrows my my boosts. We're gonna get on that Instagram page with this sermon. I can feel it already. <laughs> that thing that guy does. We're gonna be on there. That's all right. But if he borrows my shoes. I hope more than he borrows what's in my closet. I hope God will help me get to a point kind of where Paul was in my life, where it's like becoming confident. That's great. To borrow confidence, you have to sometimes. But then there's being confident. It's where this is what God has called me to do. This is how God made me to do it. This is what he's given me to get the job done. This. I keep hearing that. This, this, this. All the clothes in the world. All the money in the world. I know that sounds, I know that sounds really like abstract and spiritual, but I promise you, all of that cannot compare with one word from this. You forgot about David, Pastor. No, 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 I didn't. Because the people that should have been his partners, the people that should have been his comrades, the people that should have believed in him. Isn't that awful? When the people who should have said, you got something, man. Keep going. Hey, I know that's all right. You don't fit in, but that's for a reason. You're too big for that small place. Just keep growing. You don't have to fit in. It's all right right now. David, the future king of Israel, comes down to bring bread to his brothers. And his brother, go back to the verse now, I'm really ready for it, burned with anger and said, Why have you come down here? Now, I'm going to tell you something. David didn't exactly know that yet. <laughs> he thought he came to feed his brothers. He really came to fight for his nation. So his confidence is not in what he's doing. His confidence is something different. I will remain confident in this. That's what he said in Psalm 27. Now, look at this incident. It's not necessarily connected, but maybe this is where he started becoming confident. Becoming confident, becoming confident, building that confidence, building the skill to walk into a room and have enough confidence that you don't need to be the center of attention. Building enough confidence to have people who criticize the way you choose to live your life and just keep on being true to what God has put in your heart. And yeah, I'm going to adjust and change, but that's a process. 
And this event in his life is really indicative of the integrity of what God was creating in David, because when Eliab said, you left those few sheep in the wilderness, he's demeaning David. You see it? You're a shepherd. You're not a soldier. You're too young for this. You're too small for this. You're too little for this. You have bad motives. All the things that people may say. Okay, he's saying all of that, and he accuses him and belittles him. He says, "You down there keeping a few sheep? You don't. You don't belong here. I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle." And David is is a little bit confused, frustrated for sure. Now what have I done? Can I even speak? And then he turned away to someone else and brought up the same matter. And the men answered him as before. Watch this. His confidence didn't come from his big brother. <laughs> so his big brother can't take it away. <laughs> there needs to be a part in you that knows I appreciate everybody and everything that God sends me. But if they walk away, he won't. If they fall short, he won't. If this brook dries up, there will be a bird in the sky an hour from now. And, and, and David is young, but he's confident. It's not about the shoes. It's not about the swag. It's not about the beliefs of other people. When will you stop borrowing other people's bad beliefs? One that Eliab didn't believe in David. Eliab didn't believe in himself. I don't have to carry things that others believe. I don't have to carry. I don't have to carry things that culture believes. I don't have to feel how culture feels about things. I don't. I don't have to pay the interest rate on a broken world system of thought. I don't have to pay a generational tax on what happened in my great great. I can break it in my bloodline if I can believe it in my spirit. Y'all calm down. You're pushing me. But God says some of you are built to break it. You're built to break it. What they said is not your limitation. Don't let their limitation become your insecurity. Just because they can't see it doesn't mean you can't see it. Just because they can't believe it doesn't mean you can't believe it. And you're like, you sound kind of cocky up here right now, Pastor. I thought we were supposed to be humble as Christians. Imagine what it took for Jesus. For the joy set before him to endure the cross, despising his shame, with everybody telling him, Come down and prove that you're God. Call the angels, call your father. <laughs> and he stayed up there, confident on that cross. Paul said, I learned from the master. I, I want to be in the fellowship of his sufferings to participate in his resurrection power. It's a partnership. It's a partnership. And David said, I don't need to be partners with Eliab. I'm partners with God. <laughs> partners with God. I have the name of the Lord. And things start getting really weird after that. Because Saul 
who is the king that God is replacing, hears that David wants to go fight Goliath. And he calls him over in verse 33 and said, You're not able to go out against this Philistine, this Philistine, this Philistine. What's the Philistine's name? Goliath, this Philistine, this Philistine. You're only a young man. He's been a warrior from his youth. His inexperience was his greatest benefit. Everybody else knew too much. <laughs> David was dumb enough to defeat the enemy that they were running from. So stop saying, Oh, I can't do this. I don't know enough. I got to show you something. I got to show you this. <laughs> David said to Saul, verse 34. Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. He starts reading his resume to the insecure king. And isn't it funny? David put the same thing on his resume that his brother used to insult him. The things that <laughs> the, the things that, that you use to disqualify you. God's like, that's exa that's exactly what I want to use. That's exactly why I want to use you. Isn't that crazy? I've been keeping sheep. Didn't you hear my brother? And watch this. Watch this. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it and struck it and rescued the sheep from his mouth. And when it turned on me, I seized it by its hair and struck it and killed it. Confident. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. Because <laughs> I got a partner. <laughs> so, what do you do when your big brother doesn't believe in you and neither does your leader? When you go to when you go to get help and, and encouragement and love and support, because some of you are there, man, you're like, I don't have anybody. I'm not like Paul. I don't have the Philippians. I'm not an apostle. It's great. Pastor Stephen, I don't have Holly on the front row. She's an encouraging angel and she loves you, and she does, and that's great. But since David couldn't get it from Eliah, and he couldn't get it from Saul, he borrowed it. From a bear. He said, Now, wait a minute. I never did this before. But one time, somebody say, One time. One time I was out doing my job, and there was an attack that came against what I was responsible for. And no, it wasn't some big giant, some Philistine army. No, I've never been on this level before. No, I've never been in this season before. No, I've never dealt with this challenge before. I've never pastored through a pandemic before. But one time, one time, I'm talking about first day faith. One time, one time, come on, bring it all the way back. I know you never did this before, but you did that. You did that. Put it in the chat. I did that. I did that. I did that. I held on to God when I had no job. I held on to God when I had. This is for somebody. This is for somebody who's up under a threat of intimidation right now. 
for something that you've never traveled this way before. But you did that. And the most anointed thing I read in a long time is verse 36. This will be like one of them. This. 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 God has given you a this for every them. Every enemy, every insecurity, every question. God has given you a this. Now, if you start getting distracted by them, what they're doing, where their life is, how they're progressing, what they've accomplished. Your power is not in them. It's in this. And your confidence, your confidence will follow your focus. Your confidence will follow your focus. So you will start believing the fear report like the spies who kept the whole nation from going into the promised land. Because they had a good land, but they had a bad report. This. It's an amazing thing to realize the power of your this. Hey, thank you for watching. Make sure you subscribe to this channel so you don't miss a single video or live stream. And share this video with a friend. And don't forget, you can join me live every Sunday. Thanks again for watching.